This is Thanksgiving week, and we're going to use this time each day to talk about raising a child with a thankful heart. You're listening to Parenting on Purpose with Dr. Bob Barnes. I'm your host, Ruthie Jay, and uh, this is a new week, but a special week. A lot of things are changing. It's Thanksgiving week, and it also presents an opportunity for parents. Mm, it is an opportunity, and I think before we even spend a lot of time on the opportunity, let's spend a little bit of time on the problem. Children are born self-centered. It's always amazing to me when people talk about, I don't know why my child is so self-centered. Your child's self-centered because they're your child. They're a child. They're a human. We're born like that. We're not born to be naturally serving the people around us. We're born to be served. And really, if you think about the first paradigm, the first year situation is feed me, feed me, change me, change me, hold me, hold me. And and when I don't get what I want, I go nuts. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so it's our job. To pull that child into a system where he's all of a sudden sociable and Mm -hmm. uh, understands the world doesn't revolve around me. It's a challenge. Yeah. Do you think, though, that because there is the people pleaser type personality, there are some kids that are a little more grateful or helpful than others? I think some are grateful, more grateful than others. I'm not sure why they're grateful or the motive (laughs) of being grateful. But I think we just need to admit that we're born self-centered because we're born with sin. When you look at the first sin, it's kind of an amazing situation because God says to this couple, everything here, absolutely, totally, everything here is yours except one tree. Yeah. One tree. How, I mean, how could you not walk by the one tree? I know. But, oh, really? Well, I, I think I have to have some of that. You know, it, it's the King David story. I mean, now you've, you've become king and you have everything and you see Bathsheba. What's that? That's the tree. And I think that there's that in all of us. And so this baby is born. This baby's the center of the universe. And one of the fun parts about that is all of a sudden the next baby is born and the first baby's not the center yes. of the universe. And we're very very surprised that that baby's reacting, which is not too dissimilar in a kind of a perverse way, is I'm, I'm married to Rosemary for three years, and all of a sudden I think I want another one. And so I bring a second wife home. How would the first wife respond to that? <laughs> yeah, not too good. And this child who doesn't figure out the system, I'm not your baby anymore, I'm not the center of the universe, you're giving more time to that baby, and the whole process. But the problem is our culture is not set up. Uh, we're in the culture of the individual. Yeah. We're not set up to make a child marriageable, employable, or usable by God. And so today's Christian, today's little Christian, thinks they can use God as a vending machine. Mm-hmm. I'll go up and punch a little, a little of number four B, and I want some of that. Lord, and I, hey, here I, I am. It's Bob back again. And can I? I've got my list. Can I have this, 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 and this? Rather than, you know, Lord, I'm sitting here this morning reviewing yesterday. Wow. The things I know about you did in my life are incredible. The things I will find out about in heaven that you stopped from happening to me will be incredible. You are awesome, and you will never leave me or forsake me. And if I get nothing else, I'm grateful for that. It's the verse. This is the day the Lord has made. Knowing that and that alone, I will rejoice and be glad in it. Mm. And our mentality is this is the day the Lord has made. Father in heaven, can you text me my schedule? And can I know? So once I approve and check it off and initial it, I will then rejoice. I've got to make a couple changes, but I will then rejoice and be glad. We ought to be incredibly grateful to know this is the day the Lord has made for me. It Mm -hmm. says in Psalm 139, 
you had all my days written down before I was a was, Mm -hmm. basically, before I even happened. And so raising a child with a grateful heart is a step-by-step process that is mandatory but difficult. Yeah, and it is difficult in this culture. I mean, we grow up giving our kids choices of food. Even, you know, I mean, even three-year-olds, what do you want from the McDonald's menu? And then they're 10 years old, they get their Facebook page, they can put anything on it. You know, all the choices are there, and so everything is tailored to them. And at what point in their lives or what aspect of their lives do they have to just accept what is? Because I think that's an important part of being grateful is just accepting what is and what you get what you get and you don't get upset. We say that oh, maybe one too many times. that's a great phrase. You get what you get and don't, <laughs> don't get, get upset. upset. I but love culture, it. we know that's true, but I think the way culture is structured, everything is so individualized that it's kind of countercultural to say that. Well, it's countercultural to live that, too. I totally agree with that, especially concerning our kids. We have become the people who work for our kids. We manage our kids. We're their chauffeurs. We're like the mom is air traffic controller, bringing them in on all the runways and taking them off and managing their schedule. And we have set up a parenting system that doesn't work and it doesn't prepare them for adulthood. And so they quite often don't find out it is what it is until they're in their 20s. When mom's not there, mom, I forgot my lunch. I'm on my way. I'll bring you your lunch. Uh, really? Uh, what does that teach? And so, mom, I left, I left my homework at home. Will you bring it to school? Part of the homework is to bring it to school. It's not just getting the paper done. You know, Mr. Employer, I left my voucher at home, but can I get paid anyway? I left it at home. Or, you know, at the cash register, I I forgot my wallet, but can I get these groceries anyway? (laughs) There's nothing about that that works. But there's so many things set up in our parenting system that we facilitate without realizing we're raising people that will never be grateful unless they get everything they want and ask for. We don't even share anymore at home. Everybody has their own thing. That's mine rather than this is ours and we have to share it. Mm-hmm. We don't share bedrooms anymore in many homes. We don't share toys at home in any TVs. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's unbelievable to me because we can't communicate on what to watch. Give me a break. Yeah, you have these services now for you can watch 20 different channels in 20 different rooms. Absolutely. What we've done now is, Mom, I've got to get there. you got to drive me there. you got to get me there. And Mom has become the chauffeur rather than the adult and really the adult that the children need to be taught to serve. Mm-hmm. It's it's interesting. If you're in one of the children's homes at Sheridan House and there are 8 to 10, 12-year-olds basically in every one of our children's homes, those moms, and they're gorgeous homes, those moms have never vacuumed a carpet. Those moms have never, wa- you're getting, I know. your eyes are tearing up. Yeah. <laughs> so all the moms listening are like, can I go live at church? Oh, yeah. They've never washed a dish. Now, mom wow. is there to manage and supervise, but we want to raise kids that are all in. This is your home. On the farm, Mom didn't say, you know what, I know I've got 12 of you, that I've rented all 12 of you each your own video game, I've got to go out to the barn and get eggs and milk cows and do whatever. <laughs> Everybody, it wasn't that they carried their weight, they were part of the answer. Mm-hmm. rather than a part of the problem. How are you going to drop us off? So we're not raising a grateful heart. We're, we're raising a, a child who is circumstantially grateful if I get everything I ask for and everything I want. And it's not just Christmas. It ought to be all my life. I need this. I want that. I have to have that. And so, wow, we're, we're just facilitating greed. Mm. And the Apostle Paul, who grew up in a wealthy home, we're told, and had a great education, we're told, and then toured Europe and, and Asia as a rock star and debated uh, all these different people and was unbelievable. He ends up in prison with nothing 
Uh, and he says, I've learned to be content. In fact, I'm counting it all joy. I, 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 I am grateful. I have a grateful heart. Yeah. I want to raise that child because God will be able to use him. Yeah. I had a business owner in front of me earlier this week who has just laid off a lot of people in the process and doing all these things. And he was there to deliver a substantial gift to the Children's Homes of Charity Nelson. And I said to this friend, can you afford to do this right now? And he says, you know, I really need to do this right now. I just need to do this. I, I need to do this because I, I know what you do for single moms and I saw the pain. I'm taking care of my people as I'm laying them off. I want to help you take care of other people. Wow. Yeah. And I'm sure that came out of his own backup account because, uh, man, he looks stressed. I, he's grateful that he had a car to drive there in when he had a company with 800 employees before. Mm. He gets it. So I, I think I have to see that the mine mine is wrong, and I have to start from that. And I have to not facilitate greed because of my guilt. Whatever the American parent thinks they have guilt for is ridiculous. And I need to decide greed is bad because it's a, it's an insatiable appetite that never gets full. Yes. But gratitude, if I learn to be grateful, I'll really learn to have the fun of giving stuff away. And uh, it says in the Bible, it's more blessed to give than receive. But we don't believe that in this culture. It doesn't make sense to us. It doesn't make sense to us because we've been taught that you need to sign up for this and you need to do that and you need to, to buy this lotto ticket and you need, and you'll be happy. And yet statistically, people who win lotteries have a horrible life and have a significantly higher divorce rate. Mm. And so, wow, I want to help my children. And I think Thanksgiving is a primo opportunity to begin a process, even Thanksgiving week. You can't wait to do this Thanksgiving day. And we're going to talk all this week about helping my child get there. But what do I need to do? What do I need to do to get there? So this is Monday. I'm going to tell what to do Monday. Monday, and we do this at our house every year. Monday of Thanksgiving week, we get a white piece of poster board. We tape it to the refrigerator. It used to be able to magnet things there, but the magnet doesn't stick on whatever that is on the refrigerator Yeah, anymore. not anymore. Tape it to there, and this is the grateful. Everybody, every day, has to write at least one thing they're grateful for and put their initials down there. Cool. And we do that all the way till we get to the table because Thanksgiving morning, we have lots of people arrive who get into this huge. But as a dad, I got to lead the way. And one year, I didn't really put anything down. I put the paper up. Well, to be honest with you, <laughs> Rosemary put the poster board up. You just told her yes, to put it up. <laughs> yes, with a pen and a long string, and it was dangling there. And Rosemary kept saying, you have to put something up there. <laughs> and uh, But when I did and then started putting more, and my kids got it, oh, this is it's a little bit competitive. It's a little bit fun. And who can think the deepest? And we had a four- or five-year-old. I can't remember how old Annie was when she was at the table that year. And I was sat at the end, and I read it. And Annie says, I'm, I'm thankful for my feet. <laughs> and uh, I looked at her, and I said, Annie, what does that mean to you? And she said, Mommy and I were at the store, and we saw a man in a wheelchair who had no feet. Wow. You know, he might have had diabetes or whatever. He hadn't had his feet amputated. And I get to run, and I and I get, and she went through this whole thing, and we are wasted listening to of this. Of course. And having this child really teach us, because I was trying to think of these grandiose things I'm thankful for, and just some basics. I mean, I'm still walking around today, yeah. and we have a turkey at the table. Yeah. Just some very, 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 very basics of uh, what are we thankful for. I want to raise a child with a thankful heart, but first I've got to decide the opposite of that is of gratitude is greed. 
uh, me, 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 and no one, it's, it's cancerous. No one can live like that. Yeah, and I think that's great that you can work uh, ahead of time, even starting this week, starting today, Monday night, even on your way home from picking up the kids from school, just go pick up a poster board and do it with them. And everyone, just one thing today, did you limit it to one or did you allow them to do we one? We started, well, what we, no, we said you have to put one and uh, that was the wrong way to do it initially. And we had to tweak it to, oh, I have to put my one up there. It's like you've got to take your one a day vitamin right. or something. <laughs> no, we had to get jacked about it and we had to talk about who can put, you know, who, who can think of the most things and, and then my competitive son, well, what does he get? Whoever thinks of the most right. things, which, What's okay, so we're all in degreed already. What do I, what <laughs> I, do I get for this? Yeah, it was great. It was great. <laughs> but I, you know, I, you, you continue to tweak it, but it's still to this day, everybody's an adult and that poster board still goes up wow. there and uh, starting on Monday. And if they flow through our house, because my children live one 10 miles, one a mile, 0.6. Awesome. And with their spouses and family, they still come through and ride on it. But I have to get it as a mental thing where, okay, let's think about some things we're thankful for. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the Monday exercise. Start with that. But I think also as you go on through the day, working to Thanksgiving, hey, when we get to the table, we're going to talk about more things. So begin thinking about it. And when you're driving with your children, and what, what were you thankful for today? There's a name from the past that you might be too young to remember, even though you helped broadcast her years ago named Karen Maines. Chapel of the Air. Really, you don't remember that she's not. I she's remember shaking the name her Chapel, head. Chapel no, of I the Air, I remember. It. Well, I'm uh, I'm more than twice your age, so I understand that. <laughs> Karen Maines wrote a book, Making Sunday Special. It's out of print now. Mm. She had a chapter in there on God Hunt. And the, the God Hunt chapter was, where did you see God in your life? Where did yeah. you see Jesus oh. in your life today? And she would end the day at the table uh, with these. Our kids are doing awesome things today. Mm. Here at David and Karen Maines doing incredible things. But where did you see God? Where did you see God today in your life, the hand of God? And she said, I want to give my children the mindset to be looking. If this is the day the Lord has made, I want to see his hand in the making of my day. Where did I see God? And so I, I want to build that mentality because we're born greedy. It's a long process because we're born self-centered. Getting people to be other-oriented is a long process where we've got to spend some time turning the corner. Thanksgiving was meant to do just that. It was originated to do just that. It's our job as parents, and it's really our job as Christian parents to turn that corner and thank God and teach that mentality. You've been listening to Dr. Bob Barnes from Sheridan House Family Ministries. I'm your host, Ruthie J. here on Parenting on Purpose. If you want to find out more about Sheridan House Family Ministries and the Boys and Girls Homes, go online to shfm.org. You can find a lot of resources there as well for parents, even for your marriage, and all the proceeds go to help the children's homes. You can also just give directly if you'd like right now by sending a simple two-letter text. Just send the letters SH, it's short for Sheridan House, and send it to 41518. And if you want to hear today's program all over again, even sign up to get it automatically with the corresponding blog or even on the apps. That's online at parentingonpurpose.org. And we hope you'll join us tomorrow for more on raising a grateful child here on Parenting on Purpose.